says. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know we're going to tell you the truth and give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed in helping to take America back. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. I am in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida now. I came up from Miami in the University of Miami in the debate early this morning. I was over in Palm Beach for that event with Donald Trump and yes. Ben Carson, the endorsement of Carson. And now I've driven over about 20 minutes away uh, in West Palm where Marco Rubio is about to hold a news conference here with Jewish leaders. So okay. a, full, uh, a full plate of things to talk about. I guess we talked first about the debate. It certainly was not what I expected, and I don't think it's what a lot of other people expected, yeah. that they would all play nice with each other for the most part. I mean... Donald Trump did not use any of his usual put-downs and insults, etc. Yep. Uh, I think from the outset, I sort of thought he had a cold at first. He was so <laughs> subdued, but I think that's just what he wanted to do. He wanted to uh, tone it down, and he did that very effectively in yes. the news conference today with Carson. He was similarly toned down, and I, I think he's really trying to do that on purpose, to move past the, uh, the rough-and-tumble part of the campaign and start acting like he is the presumptive Republican nominee. Uh, Carson uh, saying that they had buried the hatchet. They obviously, back a couple of months ago, Trump had been referring to Carson as uh, uh, all kinds of different names, uh, psychopaths and more. But uh, as he said, and as Carson said today, that's all part of the rough and tumble of uh, running for president. And they had put that by them, and they were ready to work together. I'm not sure that it delivers an immediate thing, but, you know, there's probably a few people out there that will be uh, flipped over by that and brought yeah. onto the Trump bandwagon. Uh, some may filter over to Rubio or something like that, but... It's certainly a net plus for Donald Trump. I would agree with you. And uh, I'm, it's the establishment that still bothers me. I mean, I think that the Trump endorsement was huge in terms of them bearing the hatchet, as you indicated, but also with a guy that a lot of people respect, even if they didn't like Trump, Carson seeing the other side of Trump that I don't think a lot of people are seeing. So I think that is a big positive. But you're right. That weren't a whole lot of fireworks. But it did seem as if Cruz and Rubio kept trying to highlight their differences. Well, I think what they were trying to do with Trump was, in a sense, uh, shower him with details and policies and, you know, sort of quietly make the argument without saying it that, uh, that Trump is less substance and more talk. Uh, you know, I, I think the two of them, really, they've been criticized for being too strident. They'll be criticized for not doing enough last night. I, I think it's all part and parcel of the, the conundrum of facing Donald Trump, that there's no easy answer to, uh, to defeat him in an election battle. And we've seen that. We may see it even more next Tuesday. I, I, I think that Rubio had a very good night, but it wasn't a flashy night where a lot of people would have turned off the television and said, oh, yeah, I'm voting for him. Right. Uh, and Rubio, at the end, even despite all the rumors that uh, have been circulating in recent days, said he's in this for the entire weekend until Tuesday. And like I said, he's got an event here in a few minutes in West Palm Beach, Florida. He'll be up in the Panhandle of Florida this weekend. He'll be in Central Florida and over in the Tampa area, I believe, as well. So he's going to have a fairly active uh, schedule just focused on the state of Florida, not going to any of the other states. John Kasich is back in Ohio today. He's got an evening rally in Moraine, which is near Dayton. Uh, and then he'll be all around his own state of Ohio this weekend. I haven't seen any hint that he's going anywhere else. Ted Cruz 
uh, put out a schedule. He's in Orlando right now, and then he's going to, uh, I think, Missouri and Illinois, and he'll also be going to North Carolina. But so far, I haven't seen any stop announced in Ohio. So I don't know if he's going to try to seed Ohio, in a sense, and not go there and hope that Casey can win and sort of slow Trump down there. Well, what's going to happen at this point in time? Trump is going to be, he was here today, as I said, at his uh, Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, and then he's flying to St. Louis and going to Chicago after that, and he'll be in Dayton and Cleveland in Ohio for two rallies tomorrow. So Trump is playing in every state. The others don't seem to be. Did, did Rubio say that he's going to be in it to the end, or he's just going to be in it through Tuesday? No, I think everybody knows he's going to be in it through Tuesday. And yeah. Look, if he doesn't win... I mean, I would expect him even on Tuesday night to announce that he's out. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows what the score is. Everybody else knows what the score is. You know, he's, he's getting his shot like Kasich is. And I, I would think that the same would probably ring true for Kasich, too. As you well know, as we talked about many times, it's extraordinarily difficult to pull the plug on something that you put your heart and soul into for not only a couple of weeks, but many, many months and a long time thinking about it. And it doesn't make it easy. But I think everybody knows the score right now. If they can't win their home states, uh, then it's time to move on. And when you flushing your own money down the toilet. Yeah, yeah there's that too. Yep. That, 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 that is another big indicator that, hey, it's time to pull the plug. With. He's got to think about, you know, what he's going to do, and he's got to think about taking care of his family because, look, even if you have a little bit of money and you run for president, it's still a financial strain. But if you don't have a lot of money and you run for president and you're primarily dependent upon your Senate salary and benefits, it's an even bigger strain because those staffers aren't working for free. And they've got to be paid as well as all of the other expenses associated with it and this sort of thing. So Kasich is still saying don't count him out yet. Uh, the polls show that Trump is within striking distance in Ohio. But I think, you know, you just never know. I just, you just, I think that one is too close to call. I would look at it this way. I think Kasich uh, would have the edge over Trump when compared to Rubio against Trump in Florida. Simply because Kasich is a governor, has more levers to pull has more people, has more connections. I think Rubio may not have as extensive a connection. He certainly does down in Miami and in right. South Florida. And the reports that we're getting are that there's a huge number of votes that have already been cast by early vote and absentee in Miami-Dade County. I'm not saying every one of those is for Rubio, but that's where his strength is going to be, and that's where their voter turnout efforts will certainly focus. But I'm not sure that Rubio has the the extensive sort of network of people that will get out there and work till the end of... Uh, uh, the end of the day and the end of the night in every other place in Florida, and that could be a handicap. Look, Donald Trump has shown that he's very strong all around the country. I don't think it'd be any. I don't think anybody'd be surprised, frankly, if he won all five states next Tuesday. But I also think there's a distinct possibility that that may not happen. We really haven't seen any polling out of Missouri. I would think that Ted Cruz could do well in parts of Missouri, and uh, and certainly Trump has shown that across the board he can be strong. Just look at what he did in Michigan the other day. Right. Right. Now, you said you went to the Carson announcement at a Trump yes. gathering. Uh, they pulled that together rather quickly because nobody knew anything about this until late yep, late last evening that he was going to even do this. What kind of crowd yeah. were they able to pull together? In a well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a crowd. It was just a news conference. Just a news at, conference. Uh, Mar-a-Lago okay. Mar Club that's out on Palm Beach. Got which, it. Uh, Got it. Shall we say I, I, could, I could hang out there on a regular basis probably along with a lot of other reporters. They got a golf and, course, don't they? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice place, and it's very interesting to see. And I have to go back and get the exact quote. I forgot to get it before we came on the air. But when Trump got finished, he said something like, hey, the, you can go outside. There's, there's coffee and some food out there for you. <laughs> and, 
you know, knowing journalists, I ran out of there because I needed to get over here. But knowing <laughs> journalists, they'll be feeding at the trough, especially if it's free. That's the one way to their hearts is, is to give them coffee and donuts and uh, fruit and other things. And so, um, yeah, I could see a, a lot of people being down there on a regular basis and enjoying it. So Trump uh, trying to win over some of the reporters as well. It, uh, the, the news conference was interesting in just the sense that Trump was also talking about, you know, how he was looking at the race ahead where he thought he might do well. Uh, he indicated that he thinks he can do well in Ohio, but acknowledged that John Kasich, uh, you know, might be stronger there. But I think the Rubio people, uh, you know, they know that they have an uphill fight here in Florida. There have been some polls sort of on all uh, sides of this, some that showed as close as seven or eight points, some that showed up in the 20s for Trump. Uh, but it will certainly depend on turnout next week. Trump is going to finish in Florida. He hasn't had a rally since, I guess it was last weekend when he was in Orlando, or maybe it was the weekend before, I can't remember exactly. He's going to finish up with a rally down at his Doral golf course property uh, down in Miami on Monday night. Mm. The Doral is where they just played that tournament last week. So you are correct, sir. Yes, I think may, may, Maybe you'll get a chance to play that one, Jamie, or are you headed yeah. back uh, toward D.C.? Yeah, I will not be uh, at that end of the state. By the time that Monday night happens, I'll be up in north at our station up in Jacksonville, WOKV. I'm going to go to Ohio for the weekend. I'm going to catch Trump tomorrow in Cleveland. Right. And then uh, see some of the Kasich stuff this weekend and anybody else who happens to come to Ohio. You know, obviously, Florida and Ohio are the two biggest uh, prizes in terms of winner-take-all. Yep. There's actually more delegates in North Carolina than Ohio. But since they're a straight proportional awarding of delegates that means uh that everybody's going to get them as long as you get about one and a half percent of the vote you know you, you look at it 300 what was it i think it was about 389 delegates i don't have my numbers right, right. in front of me but it's a very big haul of delegates and if if trump is able to win in florida that is a big step forward for him obviously oh, yeah. but we got to see how it shakes out in the other places too it's like yeah. i always say the odds makers don't get to choose who wins this is an election and so we got to just like it's like they got to play the game in order to be able to see who's going to win. The same things about people being able to vote. So on Tuesday, where will you be? I will uh, end up in Jacksonville, Florida, at our affiliate there. We're actually doing a little listener lunch event. I think okay. it would be a good time to sit down with people and talk about the, uh, the campaign trail and everything like that. So that's where I'll end up after being in Ohio on Monday. It's coming back to Florida and uh, doing our coverage from there for the next uh, two nights, obviously on Monday night and Tuesday night. And, you know, look, uh, Jacksonville's going to be one of those important places for Rubio. Yeah. Uh, if you look across the I-10 corridor, I mean, that is, that's probably Trump territory. But I also wonder um, if Ted Cruz gets some votes, I would assume that some of those would come right out of Trump rather than Rubio. But you just never know. Uh, the, I, I've heard from some people who say, I'm a Cruz supporter, I live in Florida, I voted for Rubio. You know, you never know how many yeah. of those people are out there that are yep. voting strategically. And then you just never know. It might be just one of those times where Trump is simply too strong, too big, and has too much momentum, and it doesn't matter what those opposed to him do. Yep, you're absolutely right. We will know after we will know late Tuesday night for sure how this thing yeah. is going to shake out. Well, what are you going to do with all those frequent flyer miles you're building up? <laughs> Yeah, I wish it, it doesn't. It doesn't build up that quickly. That's one of the more unfortunate things. I, I, I thought it would do a little better, but it doesn't seem to. I guess um, yours truly buys too many cheap tickets, so uh, the, the the benefits are not as strong as buying at the last minute, like my other friends in the news media yep. who just walk up to uh, airports and buy tickets to wherever. So uh, it's it's you know I I'm really really happy. I'm a very lucky person to be able to go out and do this, but I'm really really happy that we did 
the extra coverage this year and really went out and traveled a lot more because uh, it just the extra flavor that you're able to get and the things that we've been able to see and, yes. and just sort of the gut feeling for what's going on, I think it's been oh so important. You can watch this from D.C. or from any other city, uh, but actually be on the ground, it gives you a completely different feeling about what's really going on in the race for president. I would underscore that. It's similar to when we do live events. Uh, we did one in Dallas, Georgia on uh, Wednesday evening. And I got to tell you, the questions, the sentiment, the reaction to comments, you know, when I say things on the radio through this microphone, we can only tell the reaction by a few of the callers. But when you have and we had about 450 people in that auditorium, in that theater, and you could just feel the fire, Jamie, you could just feel what you are seeing out there going to these different events. And it doesn't mean that everybody was for the same candidate. It's just it was an indication that there's more interest in this presidential election than I've seen in my adult voting lifetime. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to say again, I know people keep telling me that Donald Trump couldn't do this, Donald Trump couldn't do that, Donald Trump will never win a primary, he'll never win the nomination. And I, I think people who say Donald Trump can't win in November, you have to reevaluate that just by what you've watched over the last few months. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Travel safe, Jamie. We'll talk to you on Monday. See you, Herman. Take care. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.